Earlier this week, somebody asked me a question that absolutely stopped me in my tracks. I have no idea why it hit me the way that it did, especially since it's one that I tend to get four or five times every single week. All I can tell you is that it did. And the question was this. So how is the church doing? First Christian Church of Atchison, Kansas, in the midst of these unprecedented times, how is our church doing? It's a really good question and one that I want to spend a little bit of time talking about together this morning. But before we do, I want to tell you a little story and also read a passage of scripture together. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to hear Dr. Fred Craddock preach. For anyone who doesn't know who that is, Dr. Craddock is probably one of the most famous preachers to ever come out of the Disciples of Christ tradition. For many years, he taught New Testament and homiletics at Candler School of Theology, Emory University. Also wrote a number of books, but the thing that he was most famous for were the stories that he told in his sermons. A friend of mine wrote a book a few years ago, or really just put it together. It's a collection of Craddock's stories. It's incredible. I've got a copy I'd be happy to let you borrow if you want. It was 2007, I'm pretty sure. It was the General Assembly closing worship. Over 5,000 people there. And this is the passage of Scripture that he preached on that night. I want to read it together. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That last line about the gates of hell never prevailing against Christ's church was the part that he focused on the most. In his message, he explained that one of the greatest attributes of the church over the centuries has been its ability to adapt to the changing world around it, even through some of the most challenging and tumultuous of circumstances. Now, he wasn't talking about changing the message of the gospel, not at all. He wasn't talking about conforming to this world. I mean, Paul warns us against that. He was simply talking about the church's ability to be flexible and to always meet people where they were in the same way that Jesus did. One of the best examples I can think of of what I'm talking about 
is a conversation I remember having with my grandfather years ago. My grandfather was a huge fan of Billy Graham. He also loved the old-time hymns, wasn't a big fan of the contemporary Christian music. So when he heard that Billy Graham was getting ready to go on an evangelistic campaign with the Christian rock band Third Day, this took him a little bit of time to process. But I remember sitting with him in his den, and he looked at me and he said, I guess sometimes you just have to adapt to the world around you. We don't change the message of the gospel, but sometimes we just have to meet people where they are. In 2004, I actually had the opportunity to go to Arrowhead Stadium and to listen to Dr. Graham preach and then third day play music. And that night as I saw thousands of people making their way down onto the field, deciding to place their trust in Christ and to give their lives and their heart to him, it finally made sense to me what he was talking about. Back to my story about Fred Craddock and the part that I will never forget. It was something that he said toward the very end of his message. He said, the church today finds itself at a crossroads. But then again, when has the church not been at a crossroads? There are so many different directions we could go with that. But this morning, I really just want to keep it simple. I think at the heart of it, what he was saying is this, that for us as the church, our ability to adapt is important and that every decision we make is also important, especially for the future of our church. And by the way, when I talk about the future of our church, I'm not talking about some abstract idea. I'm talking about our continuing ability to minister to the needs of people. I'm talking about making sure that our children and our grandchildren have a place to get to know God. So how is our church doing? I think it's a really important question. If I were to pick up the phone right now, and call a hundred of you and ask you the question, how do you think our church is doing today? I'm sure I would get at least a hundred different answers. That sounds really fun, but it would also make for a really long message. So this morning, I just want to tell you a few of the things that I see when I look at our church today. The first thing I see is a very rare collection of good people with good hearts, compassionate and kind and genuine. Those are some of the things that drew me to you 23 years ago when I was a scared college kid trying to figure out what faith was really all about. Years later, it was those same things 
that drew me back to you. Good people with good hearts. That's the first thing I see. The second thing I see when I look at our church today is a group of very generous people. The last few months have been a really good example of that. I think of the food pantry and the difference that we have been able to make in the lives of families in our community that way. I think of other ways that I'm not really at liberty to talk about. Someone comes to the church and they express a need. and Someone always steps up to make a difference in their lives. I think about our tithes and offerings over the last few months. When the shelter-in-place order first went out, I know people were scared, and we saw our offerings and tithes drop 75%. But as soon as we got the word out and let everyone know what was going on, all of you, all of us, we came through. You might not know this, but last month, the month of April, was actually the biggest month that our church has had in years when it comes to tithes and offerings. In fact, if we can keep this up, we could probably meet our budget this year. That's something that hasn't happened for a while. That feels good, doesn't it, to get news like that. So let's keep up the good work. Generous, good, those are the kinds of people that I see when I look at our church right now. The last thing that I will comment on this morning, things I see when I look at our church today, is that we are a growing church. Now, before you get too excited, let me say this, that growing is not always as glamorous as it sounds, because growth always involves change. And change is almost always difficult. It's probably one of the reasons that Paul talked so much about it. Probably one of the reasons that Fred Craddock talked about it and my grandfather. You know, Jesus talked about change and growth as well. He said it would be difficult, but he also said that it would be important. I have no idea what this means for us, what it will look like exactly. I really don't. What I do know is this, that when we place our trust in Jesus, that he will bring to completion this good work that he has begun in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, in our community, and in our church. The world around us was already spinning pretty fast, even before the COVID-19 pandemic. And now it seems like it is spinning even faster. I have no doubt in my mind that the church today finds itself at a crossroads. I believe that every single one of us actually, in our own lives, individually, find ourselves at crossroads. So what will we do? That is the question. 
What will we do? My prayer for each of us is that we will choose to place our trust in the one who has brought us this far. The one who loves us and has been fighting for us. The one who is on our side and wants us to succeed even more than we do. Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you that you can see the things that we cannot. Lord, we love our church and we, where we get so passionate and excited and worked up about it. But God, we today reaffirm that it is not our church, it is your church. So show us, each of us, what you would have us do. And then give us the courage to follow where you lead. These things we pray in your precious name. Amen. Good morning. This is Pastor Matt, again, with a quick footnote to this morning's message. If you haven't caught any of our video broadcasts over the past few weeks, I would like to invite you to check those out. It's very easy. Just go to the Facebook page for the First Christian Church of Atchison, and you will find them all there. You can also find YouTube links on our church website, fccatchison.net. I would also like to ask those of you who are listening to prayerfully consider making a financial contribution to the ministries of FCC. As you can imagine, the ministry needs in our community continue to increase, so we need your help now more than ever. Checks can always be mailed to the church directly. You can also go to our church website and follow a few simple steps to give securely by credit card, directly from your bank account, even from your phone or mobile device. In advance, thank you for your support. We cannot do what we do without you.